Okay, welcome to another edition of the Udlow Podcast. Subscribe, as I always say. This one is just me, number five. I really like doing these. I've actually come to really enjoy doing these at the end of the month. And we've had another great month. I've seen, again, some more growth. Um, it's uh, I'm recording this a few days early, but it looks like as of right now, there's been about 15% growth over last month. We'll see how that wraps up as far as, you know, Apple Pod, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those places, YouTube, we finally um, hit over a thousand subscribers and now I'm almost to 1300. So that's pretty exciting. Watch hours are up. I don't know what the percentages are, but watch hours are up. Um, and we've had some really cool guests this last month. I was really proud of the um, all the podcasts that came through. From Eric Bischoff to um, to uh, uh, Melissa Hansen, um, everything this month I'm just really proud of. And I've already got a bunch of stuff in the can for next month that I think is going to be fun, including a couple that I'm working on that hopefully, um, you know, hopefully pan out. So really excited about where we're going and really proud. It's been a it's been a grind. It's been a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. A lot more time consuming, but also in some ways been more fun. I've loved being able to interview my kids and just yeah, it's been great. So um so today uh, as always, we've got some listener questions that we want to that I want to go through. And then a couple of uh, messages that came through just on like Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I keep them all anonymous. So let's get started. All right. So, um, what, uh, what shows or movies are you currently watching? Um, I just wrapped up. I really like trash TV. And I am not afraid to admit that. And um, I recently just wrapped up a season of 90 Day Fiance. Um, and it was an absolute train wreck. This was probably, this was like all during COVID. So it was probably like around 2020, 2021. And I've watched a few of these episodes, or a few of these series, uh, these seasons and every one of them have had some uh, couples that I really liked. And then some that I didn't, this one, I just didn't like anybody. I thought they were all terrible. There was one lady, I can't remember her name. I think it was Stephanie or something like that, where she had this boyfriend in Belize and like, and he was clearly taking advantage of her and she was paying all this stuff out. And then she ended up, he, in the middle of the season, like breaking up with him and then ended up with his cousin and wanted to bring him over. It was like, it was a complete train wreck. And, uh, I really watched those shows so we can get to the tell all and the tell all was fantastic. Oh, so great. If anybody who watches these shows, go to the tell all, watch the tell alls, you know what I'm talking about where they're just slamming on each other and talking trash to each other. Anyway. So now uh, because of that, I noticed that a lot of the couples that I have seen ended up on this this like 90 days last resort. So I just started 90 day last resort, like literally a day or two ago. And some of the people from this season were on there. So I'm, it's a kind of a nice little thing there. And then I also just recently, my my parents or no, my parent, my, my dad and my brother introduced me to It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And I've watched probably like three or four of those. Uh, I, I've I found them to be very funny, although I do think it's probably right on the edge of what I <laughs> am comfortable watching. I like a good curated humor now and then, but this one might go overboard um, a little bit. And then, of course, always watching wrestling and then uh, basketball season has just started. So... We're all pumped about that. In fact, tonight I'm taking Lincoln to the opening night at the uh, at the Kings, so we're pretty excited about that. So that is what I have been watching. Um, okay, so um, how tall are you? Okay. Someone is trying to get me triggered. I'm six foot seven. 
So, um, and it's actually funny because um, this is a question that literally everyone asks. If you are tall, you cannot go into a room without somebody asking how tall you are and asking if you played basketball or sports. I can't go anywhere. Can't go anywhere without this conversation. It's actually kind of funny. In fact, I've been talking to a buddy of mine. I uh, hope to have him on the podcast soon where I was like, we should just do a podcast about the troubles of being tall. Now, let me mind, bring, let me just say, it's not that big a deal, but it is kind of annoying. It is a little bit bothersome for me when you walk into a room and everybody stares. And, uh, you know, because you're just so much bigger than everybody else. But I mean, like I said, it, it, there are worse things in the world. It's nice to be noticed. And everybody wants to come and talk to you. And then every, and also not only that, but other tall people <laughs> is like, for me, I don't go out of my way to go like gravitate towards other tall people. But for whatever reason, like if, if there's another tall guy in the room, he ends up gravitating towards me. Um, I was down at uh, the Power Trip Festival um, in, uh, in Palm Springs and I got on the bus and there was another guy who was like, Six, six and he just like all of a sudden just goes like where do you get your pants <laughs> and his wife is just like that is not a good way to start a conversation with somebody and i'm like no i i get it i understand what he's talking about and we had a whole conversation about where to get pants and so anyway so yeah i'm six foot seven um do you hate anyone um I I don't hate is such a strong word. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. Would you say you hate somebody if like if you saw them, it'd be like you you drop them on sight? Um, because if that's what if that's the definition of hate, then yes. I don't know if I hate anybody, um, but I am angry. You know, there are people that I am angry at. Um, because yeah, like I've been hurt, you know? And so, and I've actually gotten to the point, um, that I just kind of expect it. It's weird. Um, I don't know. Um, I just kind of feel like sometimes like almost like a sort of cockiness about it. I don't know. Um, but anyway, so no, I, I don't know if I'd say I hate, hate, maybe I do. Maybe I do. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple people out there that I, I hate is such a strong word. I really don't like a few people out there and that's something I got to work on. You know, I know we're supposed to love everybody, but you know, I'm not perfect. And there's some people out there that are just really messed up. And, um, so anyway. Let's see. Let's go out soon. Um, I don't know who you are. Um, and who you are and where you are inviting me will determine how busy I am the day that you ask me to go out. So <laughs> just know uh, I am so busy. It is hard for me to get away. Um, but uh, anyhow. All right. Um, what is the quickest way someone could lose your trust? Oh, man. The quickest way for someone to lose my trust. You know, I I think the quickest way would be just uh, to continuously lie to me. Or at least, um, I don't know. I think uh, the, the, the quickest way to lose my trust, actually would probably be to show yourself um, as being something that you're not. Uh, I, I've had a few people in my life in particular who um, perceive, pretended to be somebody uh, to my face and then turned out to be somebody completely different. And um, to the point where it was really shocking. 
And and that's not to say, listen, we've all got things that, you know, we've all taken wrong turns, right? We've all got, you know, we've all, if you're religious, you call it sin. We've all sinned. We all make mistakes. Um, we've all, you know, taken a, a bad turn on something. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the person that holds themselves out to the world as being some caricature of what you would hope they would be and then turn around and do something completely different than you would ever expect. And, uh, um, you know, I just, I just, I can't, I can't be around people like that. I, 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 maybe we all do that to some extent. Maybe I'm being, maybe being a little too harsh. I mean, certainly I have things that I do, I have done in past, uh, that, you know, I was out of character uh, of what I would hope to be because I aspire to be as good as I can be. But I think that would be it. And then also just, I think also not even so much the lying or making the mistakes, but not owning them, you know, not owning them and accepting, you know, those things. Because I don't believe this is something that I've had a number of conversations about with certain people. Um, I don't believe that you're a bad person just because you make bad choices. Um, you know, sometimes uh, I've gotten a little bit of flack because uh, some of my friends have done some pretty, you know, for lack of a better term, bad things, like things that they were not proud of. Um, but I don't cut them off just because they do that all the time. I mean, there are some people that I think you just have to, right? But I mean, it, the reason for that is because anybody can turn it around. And I believe that. So if you're making, you know, if you're one of these people who just feels like you're a really bad person because you've made bad choices, stop making the bad choices and you're no longer that person. I mean, stop today. If you stop making those choices today, then that's in the past. And maybe it'll take some time to repair damage you made, you, you, you created or something of that nature. But you can you can choose to do something different, and it doesn't matter how old you are or where your life circumstances are. You can you can do that. Okay. Um, are you single? Asking for a friend. Uh, no, we'll leave it at that. Okay. Um, so stop asking. Anyway, um, okay, uh, what are you doing? Recording a podcast. Um, all right, here we go. Uh, are you ever going to slow down? Um, no, no, I don't, I don't foresee myself slowing down. Um, I, I assume you, you mean just like grinding through everything in life. No, I, I just don't see that happening. I mean, for a few reasons. I mean, one, uh, I like achieving. I like going out and doing things. I like filling my day with things. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know where that comes from. Part of it is, um, I don't know. I mean, I just, I like having a life where I am constantly, um, you know, where I'm constantly achieving. It's, it's weird. I was just, I was just having this conversation, uh, not too long ago. And it's like, um, it's kind of weird because like part of me, it's like sometimes, uh, like I would say like 90% of the time, um, you know, I feel like I'm failing, you know? And so, um, like if I don't get everything done, uh, everything doesn't go right if everything doesn't work out according to plan um then like uh it's a failure you know but then when it does like it's you know when everything does work out it's not like i feel this sense of greatness it's just i i did what i was supposed to do and like every once in a while you know something goes way better than expected and then i'm grateful and i'm happy and, you know, and I, I take in that moment, but it's rather fleeting. 
And, you know, I think part of the reason why I am so it's, it's weird because it, that's what kind of makes me successful. Um, I'm always trying to prove myself and, uh, not to anybody else, but to myself. Um, and so, you know, it's weird. It's like, unless I'm doing everything, unless I'm doing more than anyone else, like I can't just be a good lawyer. I have to be great. I, and I can't just be a great lawyer. I also have to be a great podcaster and I have to be a great wrestler and I have to be a great church member and I can't just be a great dad. I have to be the best dad. And, and, you know, when I take my kids to the Metallica concert, it's not just one Metallica concert, it's two Metallica concerts and Disneyland. And if I'm not the best at everything, I'm failing. So I just, just keep achieving. And um, it's, it is a, a good, you know, the thing is, is I'm making it sound bad, but it ends up being a great life, but man, sometimes it's exhausting. And so, um, so yeah, it's just for me. And, and the other, the other thing is, is I, for whatever reason, I can't maintain anything. It's either I'm getting better or I'm getting worse. So it's just full speed or nothing. And, and that's just the way I live my life. And, uh, you know, that's okay. Uh, call it what you want. Call it, call it success, call it trauma, call it whatever you want. It works for me. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to keep doing it. Okay. Next. Hmm. What's the best feeling in the world? And what is the worst feeling in The best feeling in the world, I think, is doing things I love with people I love. Um, I'm very active. I like going out and doing things. And, um, you know, I make it sound like I'm like climbing mountains. That's not what I'm doing. But I mean, I do like going out. I like going to concerts, to basketball games, to festivals, to, you know, play basketball, to go to the gym. And uh, doing those things um, with with people I love, just it's just so much fun. You know, I've had a lot of opportunity to do that, especially with my kids. And um, I love it. And it's the it's the moments like that. It's the moments where um, you know, I'm hanging out with someone I love that uh, I get to sit there and go, this is why I work so hard. And this is why I do what I do. This is what makes life worth living. Uh, what is the worst feeling in the world? Um, I think, boy, I think it depends on what day you ask me, really. I think the worst feeling in the world is actually when you have a bunch of people who are telling you how like how great you are and how inspiring you are and how amazing you are and then looking in the mirror and just not seeing it. <clears throat> it's uh I don't know. That happens sometimes. And, uh, anyway. Okay. How did parent-teacher conferences go? Yes, parent-teacher conferences. Let's talk. <laughs> Let's switch to parent-teacher conferences. Um, I, they went very well. Um, there were a lot of them. Uh, because, you know, now I've got three of them in the high school building over at John Adams in Roseville, and they've all got a bunch of teachers. So meeting all of them was uh, a lot. It took about two days to get through them all. And um, yeah, you know, it's, it's actually really cool. I gotta say, because 
man, you know, uh, this is going to take a little bit, but that's uh, okay. I'm going to share it anyway. So, uh, Austin, my oldest, he, um, he got into high school. His freshman year was the COVID year. And in my opinion, that really set him back a little bit in transitioning from middle school to high school. Uh, so, um, organization and things like that, uh, some of his, his stuff, uh, it took him a little while to get it. And so um, it was not a lack of intelligence by any means. In fact, quite the contrary. It was, uh, it, it was just a lack of organization and a lack of discipline. And um, so he struggled a little bit. In fact, here's a funny story. I don't know if Austin wants me to share this, but it's my podcast. I do what I want. So... Um, I think he was probably in eighth grade and this teacher, um, this same teacher who I'm going to talk about in a little bit at parent teacher conferences sent me, sent an email and, uh, just saying how Austin was doing in his, uh, math class. And he said, um, so Austin's getting a B in the class. And that's right on par for what I would expect because Austin came to me uh, in first day and said, maybe it was freshman year. Sounds or it sounds like high school Austin, actually. Um, and he said, look, um, I'm going to get a B in this class. Uh, I'm not interested in getting anything more than a B in this class. So please don't hassle me to get anything more than a B in this class. I'm just going to do the work to get a B and then I'm going to move on. And he goes, so he's right on par with what he wants to do. And I remember reading that being like, What? And, uh, and he, he said, what? And, uh, and the teacher said, uh, uh, yeah, he, uh, that's what he said. And quite frankly, I think he's capable of, of getting an A+, plus. but he said he wants to be, and that's what he's getting. And so um, anyway, yeah, so that, that didn't go over none too well in the Edlow household. So anyway, but because of that, I am of the opinion, I am a parent who believes, and this is how I live my life too, if you're going to take all the high fives and the accolades when you succeed, you have to be ready to take the heat when you fail and um, uh, or when you fall below expectations. And so for the last couple of years, Austin has, you know, he's had uh, and he knows this. This isn't a surprise. Um, there have been some struggles with him living up to his potential. And that's what every single teacher says about it. It's not a, it's not a matter of, can he do it? It's a matter of, will he do it? And it's just things like turning in homework on time, and keeping, keeping up with the assignments and doing those things. And so, um, so anyway, the thing that is crazy is that this year, for whatever reason, He's a completely different kid. I mean, like, it's a, it is like something turned on in his brain. Like, everything that I've been barking at him about is finally all coming together. Like, he, it's like almost like he just woke up one morning and said, Wait a minute. If I actually apply myself, I can do great things. In fact, I'll tell another story about it. Let's try it out for basketball. Tryouts start Monday, the day this drops. And uh, I hope some of his teammates listen to this because I, I want you to know something about him. He'll probably never tell anybody this. He decided he wanted to be on the basketball team. And he knows, you know, he knows I get up at, you know, five in the morning, go to the gym, all that stuff. And I've always been telling him, I was like, you, you're talented. You're so talented at everything. I just wish you worked hard. And he has. He's worked hard on things. He's worked really hard on singing, on his choir. He's worked really, really hard on the guitar. He's doing really great with that. But I wish he just, I told him, I just wish he would do that on all the things. So he decided he wanted to play basketball. And he knew conditioning was coming up. And I was like, well, conditioning, I'll tell you what, like, uh, I don't know how you're going to do that. You know, and that was what, you know, he goes, yeah. And he said, oh, yeah, you know, they, they require a, a six and a half minute mile um, to make the team. 
I was like, well, I've seen you run. That ain't going to happen, right? And so one day I woke up and, you know, my, my, um, my, you know, typical thing is I get up, you know, work out a little, you know, go to the gym and all that. But I always wake Austin up before I go. And, uh, and so I get up at five, whatever in the morning is around five. Uh, and I go downstairs to his bedroom and he's not there. I was like, that's weird. And so I go to the, I go to the couch and he's not there. And I go down to the basement. He's not there. I go up to the theater. He's not there. And I am so confused. So I send him a text like, where are you? And about five minutes later, as I'm trying to figure everything out, he walks in the door with basketball in hand and just, just sweaty like crazy. I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, I got up at four in the morning today and went, ran and shot hoops. And then just went to his room and showered. It's like, what in the heck? And he has been consistently doing that. And the thing that's crazy is not only is he consistently working, like running and shooting, but he's lifting weights, doing homework, getting his homework in. And that's been, that was the theme for parent teacher conferences. So, was how he's doing so well. Teachers being like, yeah, I mean, he's gonna get every point possible in this class. And it was so, it was one of the proudest moments I've ever had, quite frankly, with him, because, you know, he's so intelligent. It drives me nuts. He's so intelligent. All of my kids, they're so smart. Uh, they're, they're smarter than me. They're smarter than I was. And, but they just, you know, uh, Everything I had was not because of intelligence, but it's because of just pure hard work. And if they just worked hard, they could take over the world. And I sell him that all the time and he's finally getting it. And so I was so proud of him and I was proud of all the kids. On day one, I was proud of all the kids. Everybody said, Lincoln, Lexi, Piper, they're just the best kids in our class, blah, 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 blah. And then we get to day two and every, it was all the same except for one class. And in one class, both of two of my kids, same teacher, were not doing terrible, but the story was missing assignments, not paying attention in class, that type of thing. And so, uh, so anyway, when I heard that, um, you know, they got the heat. And they, uh, they, they crumbled a little bit because, and I was like, now, wait a minute, you've been sitting here watching your brother get raked over the coals for like the last two, three years, you know? And, and I said, now, now it's your turn, right? Like I'm all sugar plums and gumdrops yesterday. Right. But if, if you're not doing, if you're not living up to your potential, then you know, yeah, you get, you get the heat and they, and they used all the, the funny thing was, is they used all the same excuses that Austin used. Right. And so I was like, well, heard that before. I know that's not true. Right. And, uh, and so now here's the thing that I would, I would say about this, cause there might be some people being like, Oh, well, I would never, you know, get mad at my kids. Blah, blah, blah. blah. I got to show them love all the time. Blah, 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 blah. Maybe that's true. But the thing is, is that, um, you know, uh, my, my ultimate response to them, like when they say things like, oh, well, you know, I don't understand the material or whatever. My standard response for that is this. If you do all the work and you get a D or an F in the class, I will put that D or an F on the refrigerator because you worked really, really hard. Believe me, like, you know, we're talking about a math class, right? I mean, I went to law school, so I didn't have to do math or science. I mean, like, you know, I am not a mathematician myself. So it's like, if you went in there and you got a C plus, a C minus, and you worked really, really hard, I'd be proud of it. That happened to me. It happened to me in, in college. I had a math class. I was struggling really hard and got a C plus, And I was so proud of that C plus. One of the lowest grades I had at all of of college and I was proud of it because it took so much for me to get it. So 
So I told him, I go, it is not a, it is not a matter of, I expect you to get A's in all your classes. I expect you to put forth 100% effort. And if you put 100% effort in and you get a D, I'm proud of that D. You know, I'm more proud of that D than the B you got not doing anything. So, so anyway, after the initial blowback, everybody was fine and everybody was, was happy and, you know, uh, and if they're that's about if it's about I'll pay for therapy. So anyway, that was my parent teacher conference experience. Generally very good. I actually really like all of the teachers. Um, uh, and I've and I've really, you know, but I'm really proud of all of my kids. And once this uh, the, these, this grade, you know, these grades get turned up, uh, I, I'd say they're they're dang near perfect, which is. I would expect nothing left or less from my wonderful, beautiful, amazing children. So there is that. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> if you could podcast with anyone alive or dead, who would it be? Uh, my grandfather, Jack Nielsen. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that would be my, that would be my, uh, quite frankly, I, I, I'd, I'd take 10 minutes with him if I could. He, uh, my grandfather was very important in my life. Um, when my dad wasn't around, he was, he made sure I went to church. He made sure, you know, He'd always let me come and stay the night at his house. He'd always take me to the movies. He'd always, you know, do things with me. You know. And because I was the first grandkid, like, I had a different experience with him than all the rest. You know, he was a little bit older uh, when he had my mom and my aunt. And so I still saw him when he was still a little active. I think the other ones, you know, he was a little less active by the time he got around to them, but the thing that was hard was that he passed away while I was on my mission, actually on my birthday. And, um, it just, you know, he never got to see, he never got to see how it ended, how, how it ended up. You know, like, he, he just got to see, like, wrestler Josh. You know what I mean? He got to see, like, high school Josh, which was, like, you know, not my best side. <laughs> uh, fun, but not my best side, you know? And I know, I mean, he saw me go. He saw me leave on a mission. But I know, you know, there were a few years there where he was really worried. You know what I mean? And um, I just wish he got a chance to see it, you know, like, I think he would have, um, he would have been really proud of uh, my kids. He would have gotten such a kick of seeing Austin out there being, a, um, you know, being the, the lead of a rock band and, and singing in choir, playing guitar, you know, my Piper playing the drums, Lexi playing piano, the clarinet, doing choir. He just loved Lincoln for just being the goofball that he is. You know what I mean? And just he would he would just love their sarcastic humor. And, you know, just he would love all of that, you know, and just. You know, I just wish he could have seen the like. that I did okay, you know, that I like. So, and you know, it would be nice to get a little advice sometimes, you know, uh, he always had the best advice. So, yeah. So I think I'd probably trade this whole podcast in if I could get five more minutes with him, you know? Anyway. So, that's the end of that. All right. Um, now, moving on. Um, 
Oh, we have one more question here. Um, do you have any regrets? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a few things. I'm sure there's a few moments that I'd like to get back. Um, yeah. Some that I wouldn't share, you know. Um, but, um, I kind of wish I would, I don't know. I wish I would have loved better, if that makes sense. Not more, like I don't think I can love more. Um, just better. I don't know, maybe I'm not making any sense. Anyway, moving on. So I got a couple of questions. Um, in one, so in the last podcast, I feel like I went a little harsh on somebody who sent a message and said, you know, well, you know, how are you? Yeah, it's easy for you to say blah, 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 blah. And the guy just sent another message, you know, and it just, it was just the same stuff. I'm not even going to read it, quite frankly. I thought about it. I'm not even going to read it because it's, there's no point. Uh, you're not going to get it. You know, I, I get where you've, where you've been. I get that you're upset. You feel like you haven't caught a break, but the thing is, is that I didn't always catch the breaks. Like I've had a lot of bad turns and things didn't work out. I've had lots of failures. Everything I've done is riddled with failure. I fail every day. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I've failed all along the way of everything I've ever done. Messed up a lot. Had crappy breaks. You know, thought things were going to work out a certain way. Didn't work out that way. Ended up somewhere else. You know, if you would have told me when I, you know, when I left on my mission that I would end up being a personal injury attorney and a partner at a law firm that does exclusively that and wrongful death... I would have never believed you when when I got home from my mission, when I started going to college, when I went to law school, I never thought I would be doing this. And here I am. And it's been really great. It put me exactly where I wanted to be, even though I didn't know I wanted to be there. So like this whole thing where like these people who are just like, oh, I can't catch a break. Oh, woe is me. Like it's a, you're a cancer, man. Like, I'm sorry, like that thinking is a cancer. You, you just, you bring everybody down around you when you do that. You rob people of, of their enthusiasm. You know, it's just, it's just sad. It's just sad. And you know what it does? It diffuses the blame. It takes all the blame away from you and puts it on your circumstances. Like you have no control over your own life like it wasn't your fault it's somebody else it's always somebody else the man me uh your your ex your your parents your you know your crappy childhood your therapist whatever okay you know but the fact is is that whatever those circumstances are like you got to rise above so the only thing i would say is is that like you're right okay maybe you're right maybe i'm lucky Maybe I was in the right place at the right time. Maybe I, you know, being a six foot seven white guy was a big advantage. And that's why I'm where I'm at. And that's where and why you are where you were at. You don't get the breaks. It could be that, you know, your circumstance is so different than anybody else's and all of that. Maybe that's all true. Or maybe you're just making excuses. And I'll just leave it at that. So there you go. All right, so here's one that's worth actually reading. <clears throat> it's really short, actually. It says, um, Dear Josh, love the podcast. I enjoy your conversation style and the various topics you decide to touch on. I also find you very inspiring. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, you've mentioned something about not fitting, reading that right, not fitting in the box. Yeah, and creating your own box that others can fit into. What do you mean by that? Um, yeah, I think uh, 
What do I mean by that? How can I explain it more? I thought it, thought it was kind of self-explanatory. I, I guess yours, you're so unique. Like, I was referencing this really more than anything when it comes to church. So, um, but it applies elsewhere. And that is that, like, we tend to, so I'll use the church example, but you can extrapolate what I'm saying and probably put it into anything. Um, you know, we we tend to go to church and we like see these people there that we kind of like, I don't know, I don't know if you'd call it, you know, idolize or like we we think that we aspire to, you see them and you start comparing yourself to them and to these other people. And, um, and like, I would, I would do that. Right. Like I always felt like I never fit in around there because like my family didn't look like their family. You know what I mean? Like this family, all the kids were all in the front pew down the row and they all were just sitting there with their Cheerios eating their, you know, eating there and not saying a word, not jumping around. You know what I mean? Like, just being great as can be. They all had their nice, their shirts pressed and their ties looked really nice. And the mom and the dad were sitting there together and the dad had his arm around the mom and they were just in love and, you know, all of that stuff, right? And you just sit there and you look at them and you go like, and I look at my family, which is kind of like, you know, we were misfits. Like Zach was hanging off the, you know, the <laughs> hanging off the pew half the time. Tori was loud and Sammy wasn't even a thought when I was a kid yet. You know, she wasn't even around. And sometimes my dad was there. Sometimes he wasn't, you know what I mean? But like, I knew what was going on in my house. Right. So, you know, I'd sit there and I'd be like, I'm just, I'm not like these people. And the thing is, is that like these people that you compare yourself to, you're just seeing a shiny outside, like that comparison you make. It's just an illusion. It's not real. Like some of it's some of it, I believe, especially now, the illusion is created by the person or like by social media. Like you see their Facebook pictures and you're like, oh, they're just so amazing. Look at them. They do that, blah, 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 blah. And I can tell you right now, like people say that about me. They're like, oh, you're, you know, I put something on the on Facebook, you know, like a picture of me and the kids doing a breakfast or, you know, whatever. And then they're like, you're just such a great dad. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, really? Because this video did not show me absolutely like, you know, threatening my children within an inch of their lives because they were playing with whatever, you know, playing with knives or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like one of those things that that didn't happen, by the way. I don't need a CPS visit. So, but anyway, um, uh, so yeah, you know, you, the thing is, is that you see everything inside of yourself, but you don't see everything inside that other person. So it's not just an illusion that we see from that they're making, but I think we also create that illusion. Like you are a very, a very different person. Everybody is those other people you're comparing yourselves to. They don't have your personality. They don't have your history, your childhood, where you grew up. They don't have your temperament. They don't have your abilities. They don't have uh, your DNA, the medical issues you may or may not have. They don't have your life experience. And so, like, all of those things, like, you can't compare yourself or feel bad because you don't look like someone because everybody's life is so different. And the other thing is, is those people on the shiny outside, you are not seeing the absolute wretched inside that they probably have too. I Like I, I've said this probably, you know, I've done 80 something episodes. I've probably said this 80 times. Like I've served in church leadership before and I can tell you that every single one of those people is struggling with something, you know, some more public than, the, than others, but everybody's struggling with something. Whether it's a family issue, an extended family issue, a personal issue, some sin that they're trying to work through, some, you know, some weakness that they have, some mental health issue. Everybody's dealing with it. You, you have all the information on yourself and only the information they want to see there. You, for all you know, those other people are looking at you and saying they wish they could be like you. So just be you. 
be your person because maybe there's somebody out there who wants to look at you and see that you're just living your best life and being yourself. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a quick example from my own life that I thought was really interesting. And I'm not saying this to say that I'm great. I, I, I'm not I, on this, but I was asked to teach a class. I was asked to teach a gospel doctrine class. And, uh, and so, yeah, I, um, for whatever reason, uh, that Sunday morning, I was, was prepping the class. And in the middle of prepping the class, uh, I looked down and I noticed, I'm like, oh, I'm wearing my Pantera Cowboys from Hell t-shirt that I got from the live show that I went to on a Sunday. <laughs> and I was like, well, so I just posted a little funny thing on Facebook that said, yeah, so blah, 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 blah. So if you're hoping to get some spirituality out of your lesson, you probably shouldn't come to mind, you know, or something like that. And somebody actually posted on there and said, you're the type of guy who I like, I'm not religious, but you're the type of guy who I would come to your religious class. Now, there were some people who might have read that and said, Josh is a psychopath, right? And that's fine. They've got their own box, okay? They don't fit into my box. I don't fit into their box. But at least one person who's not religious fit into my box. Missionary opportunity, right? So just be you. And I would say, you want to compare yourself to anybody? Compare yourself to who you were yesterday. That is actually attainable, right? Be a little bit better than you were yesterday. And, you know, and that and that's another thing I wanted to say. I've been thinking about this quite a bit, actually. Mm. You know, I, I saw a picture recently of a group of people, and I won't say who they were. And, uh, and... Uh, I saw this picture, and I was like, why does everybody look so sad? And I actually asked a, uh, asked a friend that. I was like, why does everybody in this picture look so sad? And uh, and they were like, well, because, you know, we're, you know, like, well, you know, we're all failures, or we're all losers, or, you know, something like that. I can't remember exactly what they said, but that's what they said, right? And I go, and I said, you know, that's just... That's so terrible to hear, you know? And I, and I, the reason I, I bring that up is because I was like, you know, what is that, right? Where does that come from? Like, why? Why do you say that? And I, and, and I kind of extrapolated something from that, you know? If, if I were to pull any one of those people in that picture aside and I said, hey, listen, do you want to be happy or do you want to be sad? They'd say, I want to be happy. Do you want to be successful? Do you want to be unsuccessful? I want to be successful. Do you want to be a good parent? Do you want to be a bad parent? I want to be a good parent. Do you want, uh, you know, do, do you want to work really hard or do you want to be lazy? I want to work really hard, right? Do you, you know, do you want to hit your goals or do you want to just, just not hit your goals? Well, of course I want to hit my goals. So everybody wants to do these things, right? But the thing is, is I think the problem is, is like the, the perception that it's so far away, you know, like your happiness is so far away. And I don't think that that's really true. I think that might be one of the great lies that Satan shows and tells us. Oh, your, your forgiveness, your repentance is so far away. You're too far gone. Oh, yeah, your marriage ended. Yeah, you're a terrible person. Nobody's going to want you, right? Uh, you know, oh, you know, yeah, you've been doing this podcast for, you know, I'm talking about myself here. You've been doing this podcast for a year. Like, you know, that's not even close. You know, you're, you're not even close to monetizing or whatever. You know, just quit, blah, 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 blah. But what if, you know, it's so far away be doing that oh why go to law school it's three years three whole years right before you actually make your your stuff whatever but what if it's not that far right 
What if your happiness is, or your goal, or your fulfillment, what if it's one, what if it's one podcast away? What if it's one job change away? What if it's one class away, one relationship away, one trip to the bishop away from you completely changing the entire trajectory of your life? And that is the great lie that Satan tells you, is that it's so far away. I can tell you a number of times in my life, number of times. I can tell you that like the, the easiest thing I feel like I, I ever did was was uh, stop worrying about all the what everyone else was going to think and uh, stop worrying about the labels of how people are going to label me. But the hardest thing was believing that I could do that, if that makes sense. And so if you just believe, and this goes back to that guy who I called the cancer earlier, you just believe you can do it. If you just believe that it's not that far away, it's really not. You know, like if it only takes one good podcast to blow up, one good YouTube video, one great job interview, one meeting with the bishop, you know, one one prayer is all it takes. So, you know, keep going, guys. Keep grinding. I'm going to keep doing me. You're welcome to send me messages. I really appreciate everybody who has followed through and done all this stuff and followed me from the beginning. I'm grateful for all whatever, almost 1,300 subscribers I have on YouTube and all the people following on everything else. I'm grateful for all of those people, but I'm especially grateful for the first few who have been with me since the beginning. And it really means a lot to me that, uh, you know, you, you care enough about what I'm doing here to... Um, to keep following. So uh, until next time, we got a lot of stuff coming up in November. Um, and, uh, you know, go Kings. We'll talk to you later.